just release a refreshing over everybody here tonight, Lord. I just release a, an infilling, Father. You said to not get drunk on wine, but be filled with your spirit. And so we just, we just take deep drinks, deep breaths of your spirit tonight, Lord. We just refill. We just, I just release a refilling, an infilling tonight, Lord, a fresh infilling. Over every person, Lord, I just say, I just declare right now, Lord, that there is strength being infused into inner men and into our inner man right now, Lord. We are just, we have a source. We have a river (laughs) that that flows from our belly. We have a, we have the river of life that is inside of us, the same river that flows from your throne. We have that heavenly drink. We have that heaven presence we have heaven's atmosphere right now internally God and I just we just we tap into that right now Lord like a keg and we just we just tap into that and we just pump it up (laughs) and say fill 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 who fill Lord teach us to drink teach us to be filled teach us to be ever filled teach us to be refilled teach us to come to this fountain to come to this place where we never thirst, Jesus, where we never lack, where we never run dry. We have a fountain. We have a source. We have a, oh, we have a, a river of life. We have rivers of living water. We have you, Holy Spirit. We thank you that that is more real than anything else. Thank you that it is an eternal source of life. It is eternal life. It's Zoe life. And we just tap into that tonight. And Lord, I just speak that as we're doing that even tonight, Lord, that bodies are strengthened and who just... Father, that just breakthrough is happening in the room. I just release that. Let us release that, Father, breakthrough for people in all kinds of different ways that they need breakthrough tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that inner strength and that inner place of power. Hey, in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Well, I was just getting... um, Hold on one second. Let me pull it up here. I was just getting Ephesians 5, kind of the whole time that we were praying... And I'm just going to read a little bit from Ephesians 5. Um, and I'm going to read it in the, the message just because. It says, watch what God does. And then you do it. 
like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. And he says, mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. You know, a lot of the things that I've been, um, I don't know, just meditating on, I'm getting ready for a webinar this Thursday called The Beautiful Revolution. And um, I don't know, I've, I just, I've been sitting with some things for really a, probably a long time, 10 years probably about this love of God, this, the love of God. And just how desperately needed the love of God is and how so much of the time I don't know, I don't even know if we're really even aware of it. We go through life, we go through the motions, we, you know, we experience whatever is going on in our lives, we experience tragedy in other people's lives, we experience just all kinds of things. I mean, we live in such an interesting information overload time where it's almost like you're focused. You don't even know where to focus because there's so many options and places to focus. So many issues that need to be addressed. Uh, so much pain, so many controversies, so many disasters. I mean, it just, it, it, there's so many things going on in our world that we are aware of, you know, I mean, now. So we're aware of it in an instant. <laughs> the moment it happens, we, we're aware of it. And so many causes that we could pick up and so many sides we could take. Um, and so much going on even at personal levels, you know, people in our own communities and things. And Father, I just... I hear what this is saying. I'm, I'm, I just am going to read it again. It says, watch what God does and then do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. 
I don't know if you guys have access to the message Bible, but this is a, I can't get past that this, this tonight. I mean, if you keep going, it starts to talk, talk about the things that aren't love like that. You know, it's like, don't allow love to turn into lust. Setting off a downhill slide into sexual promiscuity, filthy practices, or bullying greed. Through some tongues, though some tongues just love the taste of gossip, those who follow Jesus have better uses for language than that. So powerful. Don't talk dirty or silly. That kind of talk doesn't fit our style. Thanksgiving is our dialect. You can be sure that using people or religion or things just for what you can get out of them, the usual variations on idolatry will get you nowhere. And certainly nowhere, the king, nowhere near the kingdom of Christ, the kingdom of God. Don't let yourselves get taken in by religious smooth talk. God gets furious with people who are for, full of religious sales talk but want nothing to do with him. Don't even hang around people like that. You grope through your way through that murk once, but no longer. You're out in the open now. The bright light of Christ makes your way plain. So no more stumbling around. Get on with it. The good, the right, the true. These are the actions appropriate for daylight hours. Figure out what will please Christ and then do it. Don't waste your time on useless work, busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. Expose these things for the sham they are. It's a scandal when people waste their lives on the things they must do in the darkness where no one will see. Rip the cover off those frauds and see how attractive they look in the light of Christ. Wake up from your sleep. Climb out of your coffins. Christ will show you the light. So watch your step, use your head, make the most of every chance you get. These are desperate times. Don't live carelessly, unthinkingly. Make sure you understand what the master wants. So I'm going to read that first verse again. Watch out what, watch what God does, then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. And then it says, mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. I know this may be a little weird, but I want everybody here just to give themselves a hug. And I just want you to receive the idea that you are loved and that mostly what God does is love you. That out of all the way that he spends his time and all the things that he could do, what he mostly does is love you. And Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that that would become an incredibly real reality to everyone tonight, to people that are listening to the podcast after. Father, I pray that there's love, this, this extravagant love 
this love that doesn't want something from us. This love that doesn't have expectations of us. This love that is just wanting to give everything it has to us. Lord, I pray that that revelation would invade our hearts and our minds and our loves. And our, and our loves and our lives, our hearts, our minds, and our lives. And Father, I pray that the things that have hindered us from receiving that love from the Lord would be completely annihilated in our lives. And I pray, Father, that uh, we would give ourselves permission to feel the same way about ourselves. And Lord, I just come against just uh, the voices, the condemning voices, the accusing voices that live inside of so many of our heads. I come against the sin consciousness and the just the ways that we hinder God's love and hinder our ability to receive it. And I just pray, Father, that 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 battle that wages within us of of being the, (laughs) it's like there's two of us. There's the one that accuses the other one. And we're both of them. We're the accused and the accuser, Lord. I pray that that just would stop. And I pray that we would have an encounter with just how much we are loved. It's obvious, even from this scripture, Lord, that that's the place where life begins. And that is the answer to so much in our world. Thank you, Father. Amen? Amen. Well, I don't really know why I'm really, really on that tonight, but I, we just have a self-love deficit in the church, in the church. I mean, in the world, you know, you'd kind of expect that, but we, it's in the church. We have a self-love deficit in the church and whew, I just declare Lord that we are we're receiving that. We're receiving your love. Whew, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what else, Holy Spirit? Where else are you wanting to go tonight? Um, thank you, Lord. I'm just going to pray for um, physical healing. I just don't know if that's for folks here or what's going on with that. But, Father, I just release right now healing over everyone within the sound of my voice. Father, I just take authority over 
physical sicknesses, mental uh, oppression, God, and just every form of illness, Father. And I command it to bow right now to the name of Jesus. Father, I just, I release um, healing for broken hearts. Father, I, le- I release emotional healing right now, Father. Just supernatural release, God, for captives. In the name of Jesus, by your spirit. Yeah, I just release the healing anointing right now, Father. And I declare healing for diagnosis of all kind, Father. If it has a name, (laughs) then it has to bow to the name above every name. Who the name of Jesus? It has to bow to the name of Jesus. Diseases I'm speaking to you. (laughs) Diabetes. Ugh hyperthyroidism and just cancer, mental illness, depression, suicide, even loneliness, God, just all kinds of mental disorders tonight, God. Yeah, just schizophrenia, bipolarism. DID, Father, just just speak in the name of Jesus. And I command it to bow. I command it to bow. I command it to get on its knees and pay homage to the King, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, God. Alcoholism, drug addiction, God. And even now, Father, as I'm praying, you're bringing people to mind. Ooh, I just I just release faith. I join my faith with those that are agreeing with me in prayer right now, Father, for just victory. Victory over all kinds of addictions and thank you, Jesus. We declare bodies be whole right now in Jesus' name. Minds be whole. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I don't know who's going to be listening to this, Lord. I don't know where you're going to send it. But for that person that came to this just by supernatural divine intervention, God, I just release your presence right now, God over those people, over that person right now, Father. And I release healing right now. And I say, devil, get your hands off of this child of God. You have no authority. And the ways that you have been afflicting them stop right here, right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I just say more of your presence. More of your glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Father. 
And if you're, if you're thinking of someone while I was praying for that or if you receive it for yourself, it's for yourself. But if you were thinking of someone, I just want you to release your faith for that and just declare that it's done. We just declare that it's done, Father. We just take a moment to receive our loved ones and wholeness. We see ourselves in wholeness, Father. We just receive. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I, I just hear the Lord saying, now is not the time to shrink back. Uh, it's not the time. It's like it's kind of like I have this picture of like somebody touching a hot stove, and you know, it's like Wah! and you shrink back. Um, but uh, I just hear Him saying, "No, the greater one is in you." The greater one is in you. And that you have nothing to fear. That you are an overcomer. Because the overcomer lives in you. The overcomer lives in you. The overcomer, the the capital O, overcomer lives in you. The one that overcame the grave. That overcame death. <laughs> he, he's the overcomer and he lives in you. You are an overcomer. And no matter how much, how many times you've been tempted to quit or contempt, tempted to shrink back or tempted to give up, I just declare right now that the overcomer is rising up right now in Jesus' name within I thank you that he is strengthening your feeble knees and he is strengthening your mind. I'm just re, just coming against uh, attacks that the enemy has, has been using to try to get you to faint in your mind. Uh, just in imaginations that he has been projecting onto your imagination to give you a, a picture of the future that is not what God has declared over you and your family and your destiny. I come against just physical tiredness in Jesus' name, just exhaustion uh, that is, is, is arising from more than just a physical thing. Hey, and I take authority over that, that those spirits that are causing uh, just physical tiredness. I come against fibromyalgia. I come against all kinds of spiritual attacks to bring uh, exhaustion and, and, and to, to try and steal the overcomer's inheritance. Lord, I just thank you that we are taking ground. I just declare that where we have, where we have even maybe stumbled or because of weariness or because of, of just sheer exhaustion or because it's just felt too difficult, Lord, and we feel like we maybe have taken some steps back. I just declare that we are barreling forward, Father. And I thank you that if necessary, angels are the ones that are carrying us. I thank you that we are not losing ground. And I break that lie off of every single person uh, because I see the Lord is it, like, it's like, a, have you ever seen like those magicians or whatever they are that put the tablecloth on the table and they pull it out with nothing breaking on the table. I see the Lord has like got the ground beneath our feet and he's pulling it. It's almost like he's pulling it out from under us, but he's not pulling it out from under us. He's, he's, he's repositioning us supernaturally and he's bringing us, he's, he's advancing us supernaturally. And he says, I can, 
I can restore the years that the locust has eaten in an instant. I can position you exactly where I need you to be, when I need you to be there. And so there is no such thing as backward progress in my kingdom. What looks like a setback is a set up. What looks like a setback is a set up. And I am setting you up for victory. I am setting you up for the winning move. I am setting you up for the sneak attack. I am setting you up. I am setting you up. He says, you cannot be led by anything other than my voice. You cannot look at the wind. You can't look at the waves. You can't look at the external situations to determine what is true and real. The scene realm is temporal. It's manipulatable. It's, it's subject to change. You must look to me. And it feels like there's been some communication, some interference with communication. It's like I'm watching people. It's almost like we're having to lip read the Lord because the, it, maybe the circumstances have been so loud. It's like it's kind of drowned his voice out. But I hear the Lord saying, you can read my lips. You can read my lips. That We are, we are so connected spirit to spirit connection it's not like it's not like a, a normal communication it's not like you have to hear me in order to understand me you know by the inner witness in your spirit that i i am a, I, we are speaking spirit to spirit and you can you can read my lips even when you don't see my lips yeah, because we're not communicating naturally so don't believe the lie that you can't hear me, that you can't know my will, that you don't know the next move. And I just keep hearing that word overcomer, overcomer, overcomer. And I just keep hearing that the overcomer lives in you. The overcomer lives in you. The overcomer lives in you. That's why you're an overcomer. Thank you, Lord. I also have a picture of, um, it's kind of funny, uh, just spanking the devil. The devil's getting a spanking. The devil's getting a spanking. So we'll just receive that. Devil's getting spanked. 
The devil's getting spanked. That just is a prophetic word over our lives. The devil's getting spanked. The devil's getting spanked. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I, I always, I just hear the Lord, the de- that he's been spanked. He's been spanked. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's in timeout. And he can't get out unless we agree. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I just really felt like we needed to get that out there. Get that out there. All right, Holy Spirit, what do we have now? Ah, shakoroko sanatalaki. He's taking me to Philippians 4. (laughs) I love it. So funny. Uh, So awesome. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit of this. This is, uh, the Apostle Paul says, My dear, dear friends, I love you so much. I do want the very best for you. You make me feel such joy. Fill me with such pride. Don't waver. Stay on track. Steady in God. And then at verse 4, it says, Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all that you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master's about to arrive. He could show up any minute. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. He said, summing it all up, friends, I'd say to you, you'll do your best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not to curse. Put into practice what you've learned from me, what you've heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Oh, that's good stuff, huh? I felt like tonight it was important to just take some time just to get our minds kind of refocused into and on track with the mind of Christ. And that's why I felt like maybe Ephesians 5 and Philippians 4 and even the prophetic word, it's almost like he's jolting us back into right thinking, right thinking. Um, Left to our own devices, our minds can wander. They can go, I was talking about it earlier, there's so many things to gain, gain our focus, so many things that we could just think about 
we have uh, we have a lot of things we could think about. I mean, I don't know what you were thinking about prior to coming in tonight. I don't know what you've been thinking about over the weekend. I don't know what you've been thinking about all week. I don't know what you've been concerned about. I don't know what you've been worried about. <clears throat> I don't know what concerns, you know, I mean, just have been occupying your thoughts. And there's, again, there's so many things. I mean, it, you, it could be personal concerns. There's things going on in our lives that could be personally concerning. We've got hurricanes going on. We've got forest fires going on. We have political craziness going on. We have all kinds of things that could, could vie for our attention. But in Ephesians 5, the Lord said, be like little children and do what I do. And most of all, what I do is love you. So part of that is, is about thinking loving thoughts towards yourself. And monitoring your mind, staying aware of your thoughts, so that your thoughts are in agreement with how God thinks about you. And not giving the, the accusing voice room to accuse. Shutting that thing down. Even if it's yourself. Now, another place here in, 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 in uh, Philippians 4, it's also saying think on things that are true and lovely and noble. You know, it, it's talking about cares and concerns. Well, we can, we can fill our thoughts just with normal everyday things. We can fill it with our calendar and what, what's on our to-do list for tomorrow. All the things that we have to do, the cares of, of this week and just the overwhelmed schedules that we have and how are we going to get everything done. And we can, we can fill our thoughts just with that. Just the cares of this world. And in Philippians, it's saying, you know what? <laughs> Don't fret or worry. We need to let praise shape our, our, our concerns into prayers. And we need to, it's saying here about that when we do that, that God's going to let, he's going to bring this sense of wholeness come as we just talk with God about our, our schedules. This is like an invitation to think with God. To think with God. Think with God about the things that concern us. To think about God about the way he loves us. And it's, it's a, I really believe, an admonition to think about what we're thinking about. You know, our minds really do hold the power to take us down a path of victory or a path of defeat. And there's a scripture that I mentioned a little bit earlier tonight about fainting in our minds. And in Hebrews chapter 12, it talks about Jesus. And it says, Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. In the, in the New Living Translation, it says, Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. And it says, and throw off the sin that so easily entangles. 
And in New Living, it says, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with patience, with endurance, the race that God has set before us. It says we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. The champion, let me say it this way, the overcomer who initiates and perfects our faith. It says because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross disregarding its shame, and now he is seated at the place of honor beside God's throne. It says, think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't get weary and give up. In a a different scripture, it talks about, I'm going to read this in the Amplified, I believe. Hold on. It says it this way. Just think of him who endured from sinners such grievous opposition and bitter hostility against himself. Reckon up and consider it all in comparison with your trials so that you may not grow weary or exhausted, losing heart and relaxing and fainting in your minds. So it talks about this fainting in our minds. And the reality of it is we have to faint in our minds before we're going to faint in our race, before we're going to faint in life. I know this seems kind of basic here, but it's not basic for most people. When I just say you are lovable, you are lovable and you are loved. And some of us need to quit fighting that. Some of us need to quit arguing with that. Or even just saying things like, I don't believe it. Like you just need to actually stop it. Just stop saying, I don't believe it. Stop saying, I don't agree. Whatever it is that you're saying with that state, against that statement that you are loved and you are lovable. That battle in your head, that battle in your life needs to end. It needs to end. It is exhausting. That is an exhausting battle. It's an exhausting battle. It is a place where we faint in our minds. We don't want to live. And it will cause you to not even, it'll take you to the place where you don't want to live. It'll take you to the place where there is sickness in your body. You have autoimmune disorders. You have all kinds of things going in your body because you are at war with yourself over the idea that you are loved. And that is one place tonight that God is attacking and saying enough is enough. That mostly what God does is love you 
and there's not anything you can do about it. You weren't involved in his decision to love you. And you can't stop it. So there's no reason to fight it. There's no reason to argue with it. Because it's not, you can't change it. You just are loved. You just are loved. And mostly what God does is love you. And that message needs to not just be heard, but it needs to be received. And the only way to receive it is just say, okay. You can say, I am loved. You can say it, I am loved. And I made everybody hug themselves tonight because it's a prophetic act that is in agreement with the truth that you are loved. And you can choose, just like you can choose to forgive yourself by an act of your will, you can choose to love yourself. And you can say, Father, show me me the way you see me. Help me love me the way you love me. Teach me to love me the way you love me. Teach me to live a life of love, starting with the way that I love myself. Teach me. I mean, this is what it said in Ephesians 5. I mean, you know, the rest of Ephesians 5 is like all the ways that hinder all of that. But let's just start with the idea that mostly what God does is love you. That thought, I mean, I know I'm piecing this thing together tonight because it's really about your mind. It's about feigning in your mind. And it's about being an overcomer, but you can't be an overcomer when you're at war with yourself. I mean, you're still fighting yourself, much less trying to overcome the enemy or overcome whatever obstacles or giants are in your life. You're the giant in your life. And you need to make peace with yourself. And you can choose. You can choose to forgive yourself. And you can choose to love yourself. Because you have permission from God. You are forgiven. And you are loved. So that gives you permission to forgive yourself. It gives you permission to love yourself. It gives you permission to think good things about yourself. And to think what he thinks about yourself. And then for the rest of it, the cares and the concerns and all of the other things going on in the world, I don't know, it's an invitation to think with him. To think with him about those things, to think with him and let, as you think with him, those things form into prayers and praises and letting your heart be flooded with a sense of wholeness and resolution, trusting that he's working things together, trusting that he's working things together for good. I really feel like I could say this a bunch of different ways, but there's two attacks here on our minds, and I just really sense the attack on the mind. 
because the enemy wants to control where you head. He doesn't want you heading towards your destiny. He wants you heading down another path. And in order to do that, he has to invade your mind. He has to steal your mind. He has to program your mind. He has to uh, hijack your mind. He has to hijack your relationship with yourself. He has to hijack the way, the way that you're thinking. Because if he can do that, then he can, then he can control your attitudes and your emotions and your choices and your decisions. And he can lead you, not because you're supposed to be led by the Spirit, but he can lead you through your thoughts and lead you through exhaustion and tiredness and worry and all the other things that wrong thinking causes. There is a voice among all the other voices There is a voice of your true self, and there is a voice of the Holy Spirit. There is a voice of God. And those voices, those, that, that place of your heart connecting to God's heart is what has to be protected. That is the protected connection. That is the protected place And that's why worship and praise is so powerful because it brings us back to that place where there's a heart, that heart connection is is connected. And sometimes our thoughts and the things going on in our minds are so loud and so distracting because it's after that heart connection, that, that connection with God where it's our heart and his heart beating as one, communing as one, and talking and and as, as receiving his love. And us being enveloped in his love and us who coming to that place of self-acceptance and self-love and peace. And from that place advancing. Going forth from that place. Am I talking to someone tonight? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Ah, thank you, Lord. Well. going to read you guys have probably already read it some of you have already or not I don't know but I'm just going to read this week's kiss from heaven I feel like the father is wanting to just minister that to you tonight it says my sweet child come and rest come and rest with me Hop up on my lap, lay your head on my shoulder, and let me rock you to sleep. You are safe in my arms, beloved. 
There's nothing to fear. Just relax and allow my peace to envelop you. Breathe in my presence and exhale all your worries and concerns. There's nothing else you need to do. Close your eyes and dream of faraway enchanted places. I am here with you. As you sleep, I'll sing over you. Songs of deliverance, songs of destiny, and songs of joy. I'll fan the flame of your heart's deepest desires and arouse the dreamer in you. Then I'll show you things to come, marvelous things that will fill your heart with faith and hope. I know exactly how to minister to you, my sweet one. I know exactly what you need. I know the words you need to hear to set your mind at peace. I also know every lie you've been told that needs to be replaced with truth. It's no problem at all for me to take on the things that have weighed you down. I'm a faithful father who knows how to perfectly care for you. Of course, I have the help of Holy Spirit who also never leaves your side. He's constantly busy working things out for your good and revealing my love for you. Trust me, your future is bright and glorious. Today's troubles are nothing compared to what's coming. I've got loads and loads of good things up my sleeve, which is why it's okay to rest with me. Besides napping in my arms is spiritual warfare, believe it or not. Remember how Jesus slept in the storm? Faith always looks like rest, beloved. And rest and peace are what still storms. Yeah, so... Beloved, there's an attack on your mind. I'm just going to say it really clearly. I've kind of gone around a bunch of different ways tonight. But there is an attack on your mind. And I'm calling it out right now in Jesus' name. I'm calling out this attack on your mind. That is what you are under. It is an attack for your thoughts. It's an attack uh, for your sanity. It is an attack for... Hey... Your joy, which is your strength, is an attack for, against your imagination because it is attempting to prophesy a destiny to, your, to you that is not yours. It is, it is wanting to cause you to faint in your mind. And it is wanting to lead you down a path. That scripture that says there is a path, that, a way that look, appears right to a man, but the end there is... A, there is of death. The, the end there is, uh, is death. And so it's attempting to hijack your thoughts so you will lean more on your own understanding than you will on God. And beloved, your own understanding is corrupted. Your own understanding is fallen. Your own understanding is programmed. And so there is a way to be led at a place that is higher than your own understanding. 
You know, that's why it says in Philippians 4 and other translations that the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard your heart and minds. There is a place of understanding. There's a place of peace that is higher than your thoughts. I mean, he says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. And there is a place of higher thinking, elevated thinking, elevated uh, living. And honestly, that's why the nap is so powerful, because it turns your mind off. It actually causes you to escape the salt on your mind. Hey, and hey. And so um, if you've been sleeping more than normal, if you've been resting more than normal, if you have felt uh, the energy level and a need to rest more than normal, part of that has been... Um, a way of escape. It's been a way of escape provided by the Lord. It's not that you're escaping like you're escaping reality, but it's been a way to escape the assault. But in the name of Jesus, I just take authority over this assault on minds tonight, and I say it ends tonight. I take authority over this um, uh, just assignment, Father. It's almost like I see these electrodes hooked up. Hey! And I just, um, I just cut the cord in the name of Jesus to this monitoring that has been going on in our thought life and this interruption of our thought life and this injection into our thought life. And I cut off that demonic uh, mess in Jesus' name. And I release right now um, just the inner, it's like I see this, um, it's like an, almost like a, a light bulb, but it, it reminds me of a kind of a light bulb in a like that you would find in a nuclear reactor or something. Like it's this very industrial light bulb, and I thank you, Lord, that th- there's a re- there, there's a there's a energy there's the the energy of Jesus is infusing our thoughts. The um, just and, and even just like at a, at a, I don't even know how to describe what that is. Is it at an energy level, at a at a subatomic, microscopic, you know molecular level i don't our thoughts or energy i don't even know i'm not i'm not that in that into that but i lord what you're showing me is that there is a brain waves and just things lord that holy that jesus is is infusing right now and i just declare lord it's almost like a almost like a shock therapy a holy ghost shock therapy that that puts our brains back into the appropriate wavelength and to the appropriate frequency in Jesus name i just release brain frequencies that are in agreement with the frequencies of god i just take authority over frequencies in Jesus name in our bodies frequencies in our minds frequencies i just i take authority over frequencies and i just declare right now that we are vibrating with the the frequency of god right now in Jesus Jesus name that every aspect of our body our minds our spirits are in perfect harmony are in perfect harmony are in perfect harmony father in Jesus name I, I you even just read something about harmony a moment ago I just declare father that we are in harmony we are in perfect harmony with the mind of Christ yeah, you said this, Father. It says, if we, feel, we, we, are, we are now meditating, Father, on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, and gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, the things of praise, not the things of curse to curse. I just release that, that brain wave. I release that frequency, Father, into our minds. 
And it says, do that and God who makes everything work together will work you into his most excellent harmonies. And so, Father, I just release that. I just release the vibrant harmonies and the vibrant frequencies, the vibrant energies of the mind of Christ into our minds right now. And I just, I just speak relief. I just declare supernatural relief for torment. Yeah. Yeah. In ways that the enemy has been tormenting our minds, tormenting our bodies, Father. I just release just healing and refreshment and your perfection. And we just breathe in peace. The peace that surpasses understanding, God. We just breathe that in. We just breathe in peace. No more worry, no more fear, no more torment. No more mind control. Just peace and rest. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we just give you permission to do um, brain surgery. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're just doing all kinds of surgery on our brains and healing our thinking. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, well, whew, I know it's a little early, but I don't know that I have anything more tonight. I feel like we're supposed to just get some rest. <laughs> I feel like we're just supposed to get home and just get some rest and spend some time with the Lord or, you know, just... bring that atmosphere of peace back into our homes and release that into your into your spaces. Well, awesome. Well, Father, I just thank you for the ministry that you've ministered tonight. I thank you for that kisses from heaven that says you know how to minister to us. And so I thank you that you're not finished. I thank you that tonight is about you loving us. When you said what mostly you do is love us, tonight we're just receiving your love. Tonight we're we're just letting you minister to us. And Lord, we thank you that it, tonight is just, this is, this is a night of ministry. I don't know what that looks like for each and every person here, Lord, tonight, but I just declare that as we leave here tonight, that your ministry is just continuing. You know, if you were here right now, Jesus, you'd wash our feet. You would do something practical. You would, you would, you would serve us because that's who you are. And so we, we receive that tonight. We receive your, your sweet, 
humble love and service and ministry. Huh. We just sit at your feet. We learn of you. We just, huh. we come back to that place of just being with you. In Jesus' name. Amen.